0: Ashley brought reading Nora Roberts' book, Finding the Dream, Chapter 5. Laura did bring home a fuzzy little kitten. In fact, she brought home two, and a pair of lean, sharp-eyed toms, and a big-footed puppy with a spotted coat and an eager tongue. The small zoo in her car caused her a bit of trouble, but gave her a great deal of pleasure she drove home with the cats mewing bitterly in their boxes kittens sleeping on the car mat and an adoring puppy sprawled in her lap wait till the girls get a load of you already in love she tricked the puppy said and i guess if they fight over you i'll just have to go back and pick up a brother or sister for you laughing she turned into the drive at templeton house so foolish she realized not to have done this before old habit she mused. peter had one want- hadn't wanted pets, so there had been no pets. But Peter had been gone nearly two years, and that was two years too long, not to have made some simple adjustments. After parking the car, she glanced around at her she and blew out of breath. How the hell am I going to manage to get you all inside? She had a lease for the pup, which she attached to his brand new collar. She held out no hope that he would understand the purpose. For a brief moment, she considered laying on the horn until someone came out to give her a hand, which she assured would send her new petting zoo into a frenzy. So she dealt with it herself. You he first she decided to open the door. The puppy coward sniffed at the empty space on the other side of her lap. Then gathered his courage he jumped. She hadn't been laughing so hard she would have held on to the leash, but the pup landed in a sprawl and looked so surprised that she roared with laughter and the leather slid leather slid out of her hands. He was off and running. Oh damn it's still laughing. She sprang out of the car. Come back here, you idiot. Inside, he raced in circles, then cut through old Joe's pampering bed of no crosses, yapping joyfully all the way. Well, that's going to be a problem, she realized. as she she walked around the car to treat the sleeping kittens in the back, the toms continued to complain at the top of their lungs. All right, all right, give me a minute here. Inspired, she tucked a kitten in each of her jacket pockets, then hauled out the cat boxes. You two are Michael's problem. Following the excited bark, she headed toward the stables. Sight that greeted her when she stepped through the Aubrey of Winfrey was worth every minute of annoyance. In the far yard, her daughters were kneeling on the ground, racing and being embraced by a wildly enthusiastic, spotted mutt. She took the picture in her mind, slipped it into her heart. Look, Mama! Kayla was already shouting as Laura started to Come quick and look at the little puppy. He must be lost. He doesn't look lost to me. He has a leash. Allie giggled. Sound lure. Could never hurt often enough as he scrambled into her lap. Maybe he ran from home. I don't think so. He is home. He's ours. Allie Simpson. But we can't have pets. With a smile, Laura joined, dressed in her boxes. He doesn't seem to agree with you. Do you mean it? Kayla rose. The expression on her stunned joy on her face carved itself into Laura's heart. Do you mean he can be our puppy? We can keep him forever. That's exactly what I mean, Mama. And one leap, Kaylee had her arms wrapped around her mother's waist, crying heart her. Mama, thank you. I'll take such good care of him. You'll see. I know you will, honey. She looked over at Allie, who remained still, staring. We all will. He needs a good home and lots of love. We give him that, won't we, Allie? And her calmly held her back. Her father had said pets were a nuisance, messy. They shed hair all over the rug, but the puppy was sniffing at her leg, wagging his tail, and trying to jump into her arms. We'll take good care of him, she said solemnly, started to step forward stopped her mouse with legs. Mamma, your pockets are moving, oh, with a laugh, Laura set her boxes down, reached in, to, and plucked out two fairy balls, one soaking gray and the other sassy orange. What have we here? Kittens? scales, grewger kittens, we have kittens too, look Allie. We have everything. they're so tiny, gently, cautiously, Allie took the mewing gray. Mamma, they're so tiny, they're just babies, just over six weeks old. Ever been as much in love as her daughters were? Laura stroked fingertip down the sleepy gray. They needed a home too. Is it really all right? Half afraid to hope, Allie looked up her mouth. Is it really all right for us to keep them all? It's really all right. More. Tuning in the sounds coming from the carpet box. camera. No, those aren't ours. Those are bar cats for Michael. I'll take them to him. Desperate to share her fabulous news with anyone who would listen, Kayla handed her kitten to Allie. Leave both boxes by the straps. grunted a little. She so had through the same. Come on, cats. Come on, I'll take you home. Do they have names? Hm? Absolutely, Lori struck her daughter's hair. Then made herself look away from the comical picture of Kayla bobbing along with two boxes full of impatient felines and a puppy racing around her legs in clumsy big foot circles. They will have when we pick them out. Can I name one myself? Pick out the name all by myself for the little gray kitten? Allie oh, lifted to a tree. Of course you can. What name would you like? Is it a boy or a girl? It's-I don't know. <laughs> I forgot to ask. It's probably one on one of the papers I filled out. With one arm around Allie's shoulder, she walked after him. The puppy's a boy, and both big cats are boys because that's what Michael wanted. Because he likes boys better? Uh-oh. No, honey. I guess he figured tomcats would be meaner, and he wanted mousers. Her eyes on He's going to let them eat mice, maybe. I'm afraid that's what cats do. Allie pressed a little ball for her. Mine won't. <laughs> Kayla's voice was already echoing in high. Excited chirps, accented by the yaps of puppy of the pup who had raced inside the stables with her. When Laura stepped in, and her eyes, adjusted to the dim light, she saw Michael and Kayla crouched together on the brick floor, taking stock of Templeton House's new mutt. Looks like a good dog to me. Michael stayed, giving the pup an energetic scratch behind the ears. So you can teach him tricks, right, Mr. Fury? How to sit and play dead and shake? <laughs> I expect. The pup slipped curiously at one of the cat boxes and was rewarded with a spitting hiss. Yo, Penny streaked away, crunched behind Laura's legs. He's already learned something. With a grand Michael open the first box. Don't mess with a con- cornered Tom. No, honey. Michael took Gail's hand before she could reach him to pet that one okay. I doubt he's in a friendly mood at the moment. Don't like being cooped up in there, do you, big guy? Let's get you and your pow out. He opened the other box, then drew Caleb back. We'll just let them get the lay of the land once they've c- catted around some. They'll settle in. His eyes skimmed over Laura, lingered, then moved on. What you got there, Allie? Kittens! Allie's hands and heart were full of them already. Mama bought us kittens, too. Fuzzy little kittens. Fuzzy little kitties. As he walked to them, he ran his tongue around and said, Mama said I could name the gray one myself. Then I got to name the orange one. Stalking, stagger her claim, took the orange kitten out of Hallie's hand and knows were the going to Don't I, Mama? Fair enough. We'll have a naming marathon after dinner. We'll just get out of Mister Fury's way. Can't we show the kids some Max? Can't we? Sure you can. Mike winked at Caleb. He's a real softy. When the girls raised off the pup at their heels. Mike said, "What the hell have you done, Laura?" Made my girls very happy. She pushed back her hair. Saved five lives in the bargain. Do you have a problem with kittens and puppies? Nope. The cats had leaped out of their boxes and were slinking around, growling softly. Michael reached over and stroked the nose of his somber gliding. gliding. You ever do anything halfway? I've been known to. She unbent to unbent enough to smile. I couldn't stop myself. Seeing the girls' faces when I told them that silly dog, silly little dog was theirs. I'll never forget it. With well, the same nasty affection he'd shown the glinting, Michael stroked her cheek. He didn't know it, know if he was amused or annoyed when she jerked lightly, like jerked like a spring. You need some training yourself. Excuse me. <laughs> you shy easily. I appreciate you picking up the cats for me. He said before she could think of a response. No trouble. The whole lot of them needed to go to the vet's. Shots, snootering. Ouch. <laughs> and he checked my reaction he wants. Yeah, I guess that's the deal. This is a reasonable choice. It's required when you adopt from the shelter. I have all the paperwork, except I... What? Well, I didn't think to ask about the sexes of the kittens. I don't know if they told me. It started to get complicated and confusing, and I think I heard that it's difficult to tell with young kittens. It took an effort, but he it kept his eyes home. I've always heard you shake them if they don't rattle the out. It took her a moment, then she broke into an easy, appreciative laughter. I'll be sure to try it when the girls aren't around. There you are. I don't suppose I've heard you laugh like that more than a half a dozen times since I've known you. You were always being too dignified when I was around. I'm sure you're mistaken. Sugar, I don't make many mistakes when it comes to women. No, I don't imagine you would. Give yourself a moment to make her retreat. Yes, damn it, a dignified retreat. She turned to the leading. This is a handsome horse. He's smart, quite natured, Jack. At his name the horse pricked his ears. Somberly he turned his head to Michael. How old are you, Jack? In response the horse stomped the foot four times. What do you think of the lady here? Jack rolled his eyes toward Laura. Let a quiet and undeniable ruggish whining. Charm Lure left him. How do you get him to do that? Jack. He understands every word you say. will to take the lady for a ride, Jack. Response was desperate to not, see? Michael turned his own swift, an undeniable ruggish grin on Laura. Want to ride, lady? Ay, hey, God, she would love one. Love to feel a horse beneath her again. Let it have its head. Let herself lose hers. I'd enjoy that, but I don't have the time. So for Michael Plight, this is my. I'll take a rain check. Cash it in whenever you like. To use, to use two thoroughbreds. He issued and To use two thoroughbreds. He assumed and He'll take Jack over some pink ring purebred any day. Thank you. I better get my Moultrie crew inside. That is, if any lets us inside. She's a tough nub, Mrs. Sullivan. She's family, Laura cracked. But I should have warned her before I started a small zoo. (laughs) That small zoo is going to keep you up most of the night. I'll manage. She managed, but it wasn't walking the park. The puppy whimpered and whined, and despite Caleb's lavish love was satisfied with nothing less than Laura's bed. She knew it was a mistake, but she couldn't bring herself to banish him when he cuddled so hopefully against her side. The kids mewed, fretted, cried, and eventually were comforted by each other. In the hot water bottle that an that an already doting Anna provided, as a result, Laura was gritty eyed and foggy brained the next morning. She fumbled at the keyboard in her office at the hotel, cursed herself, and focused on the file of the upcoming writers' convention. Twelve hundred people checking in at approximately the same time, certainly on the same day. We're going to present a challenge. Then there were the hospitable suites, banquet and seminar rooms, audio equipment, pictures of water, requests for coffee services, catering demands, cartons of books were already arriving by the truckload. She appreciated the spirit of the planning book signing for literacy, as well as the headaches it was going to cause her and her staff. Composing member one-handed, she picked up her ringing phone at the sound of the co- conference coordinator's voice. She struggled not to answer. Yes, Melissa, it's Laura Templeton. How can I help you today? And tomorrow, for the rest of my natural life, she thought as a woman requested more additions, more changes, just to feel more little adjustments. Naturally, the weather's in climate and we're unable to hold your welcoming party at Poolside. We'll provide you with an alternative space. The garden ballroom is lovely. We often hold wedding receptions there. It's still available for that date. She listened, her fingers against her. No, I'm not able to do that, Melissa. But if we do book the ballroom, we'll provide another alternative. I realize we're taking more than a thousand pieces. We'll accommodate you. She continued to listen, made notes that somehow became mindless doodles. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing you again, too. I'll be in touch. Taking one breath, one moment to clear her mind again. She got back to her Laura. She didn't groan, but she wanted to. Byron? Did we have a meeting? No. He stepped in and seemed to feel where my office was. Aren't you taking lunch? Lunch? It can't be noon. No, it can't. He said mildly as is looked at a it watch. It's half past noon. The morning got away from me. I'm due at the shop in an hour. I have to finish this. Is there something urgent? I had already closed the door. Take a break. I really can't. Take a break, He repeated. That's an order. To ensure that she obeyed it, he said. Now, Miss Templeton, let's talk about delegating. Byron, I do delicate. It's just that Fitz is running ragged over the millhouse during wedding reception, and Robin swamped the pharmaceutical division and a kid with chicken pox, and... And it all comes down to you. You look exhausted, honey. She pouted. Are you speaking as my brother, Lower, or his executive director? Both. If you're not going to take care of yourself... I am taking care of myself. She's mother to smile. Byron's stand on health and fitness was well known. I just didn't get much sleep last night. I went to the pound yesterday. <laughs> he brightened, as she'd known he would. He adopted two dogs the year before. Yeah? What did you get? A puppy and two kittens. The girls are in ecstasy. And this morning, I caught Anna carrying the pup like he was a newborn baby. I told him that good dogs must not piddle on the back of Rack Start stalking up on newspaper. We'll have to come over and check out your new editions. Come by tonight. Before or after the county club dance. The Valentine's Day dance She says I forgot. No getting out of the lower or your templeton you're expecting. I know, I know. There went the long indulgent bass and early to bed night she's been fantasizing about. I'll be there. I would have remembered If you hadn't Kate Margot would have reminded you look, why don't you let your partners handle the shop this afternoon? Go take a nap. JT is having this checkup this afternoon. I can't leave Kate on her own. We're enduring it with the Valentine's Day sale. Which reminds me. <laughs> I understand it. She smiled. It's only the 10th, but I already still have time to pick up that well-thought-out loving gift. No matter what Kate says, don't buy her computer software. Flowers always work for me. I know what i not her flowers. She thought, I'm too long to remember. When her mind drifted to a tiny yellow flower. She pulled it back and carried herself an idiot. She called herself an idiot. <sighs> She's not getting that new calculator she's been hitting that for either. He goes, you want to live to the club tonight? So I went the life of a single woman, Laura Meos So tagging along with him. No, thanks. I'll see you there. I'm not the country club type, Josh. It's if someone had already forced him into a suit. Michael rolled his shoulders. I'd consider it a favor. Scrolling Michael measured out grain. I hate it when you do that. Then I'd be able to... And I'd be able to introduce you to a lot of potential horse owners. I happen to know someone who has an impressive stud. You did say you have a mare ready to breed. Yeah, she's ready. And he wanted the right style for her. So you'll give me his name and I'll talk to him. I don't have to go to some lame dance. And I'm the last person. Your sister wants taking her to some lame dance. And it's not like a date. So Margot had said when she drilled the request into his head. She's that Laura's feeling like a third wheel at these things. I didn't realize it myself, but Margot pointed it out and josh thought as he watched michael giving upgrades had made him feel like a lower form of life then i realized how often laura either skips going to events or cuts out early it would be nice for her to have an escort that's all a woman like your sister ought to have a platoon of likely escorts lined up and waiting and all that's proper pedigree michael's a yeah well she doesn't seem interested interested in swimming with the sharks and the dating pool was he supposed to do something about that, too? Just want her nearly shoulder. She knows you, Mick. she would be comfortable with you. It would be—it will give you the chance to make some contact. Everybody's happy. I'm not happy when I have to wear a tie. You guys know her shoulder grin. Not like, not like you, Harvard, and your fancy Italian suit. Get the hell out of my bar. Come on, Mick. It's just one night out of your fascinating and fun-filled life. We'll hit the game room, play some billards, tell some lies. There was that, Michael considered. The alternative was a sandwich in an evening, hunkered over his da- drawings for his projected house. I can still bury your uh, your in a pool. I'll lend you time. Fuck you. <laughs> One of the cats streaked by, pouncing in a black blur. There was a short squeal. Christ, that's disgusting. Those was live, Horford. Michael moved back to deal with Darlene's meal, measuring the additives necessary for her condition. You really know what you're doing around here, don't you? Apparently, we all have our neeks. Josh mused over how many neeks Michael had already found and rejected, yet he had a feeling this one was different. They knew each other too long and too well for Josh to miss the easy contentment in his friend's moves. A contentment, he thought, that had never quite been there before. This is... this is the one, isn't it? Michael glanced over, didn't need to explain, not to Josh, he only needed to say one word, yeah, if I know you, you want to make something big out of it, he yearned to, he yearned to, in my own time, Josh took his, waiting while Michael fed the accepted mother, checked her, hay net, babied her, Monterey Ridgeway, Reading Academy. The owners are friends of mine. So, they'll be at the club tonight. Kate was their accountant when she was with Biddle and Associates. They do a lot of buying and selling, so do their students. Ambition, Michael. <laughs> it was always a trap. You're a slick son of a bitch, Harvard. You always were. Trust <laughs> me, Grin. We all have our nits. Laura might not go for this little grayman of yours. I can handle lawyer. Josh so said confidently, I've got enough time to slip by the shop and do just that before my last meeting today. The dance is at 9. I'll tell you to pick her up at 8.30. Where in If you don't make this worth my while, pal, I'll have to kick your ass. He brushed grain dust from his hands. I won't enjoy it, but I'll have to do it. Understood. Satisfied with the outcome of his mission, Josh said to put her, Ah, you do know the way to the club, don't you? Appreciating the sarcasm, Mike T- Michael Jordan said, Maybe I will enjoy it after all. She was furious, livid, and trapped, they ganged up on her. Laura fumed as she yanked the pearl gray, music cocktail dress out of her closet. Josh and Margot and Kate cornered her pretenses as all but presented her with a fate lie. Michael Fury was escorting her to the country club dance. The ranch would suit everyone. They would have to wor- wouldn't have to worry about her driving there and back alone, or about her feeling awkward at an event designed for couples. Michael would gain an entree and make contacts in the horse world. Oh yeah, it suited everyone just fine. Everyone but herself. It was humiliating. She thought as she jerked the zipper up. A twenty, 20- a thirty-year-old woman being fixed up by her big brother worse now michael knew that she was pathetic morse who couldn't get her own day, as if she wanted one in the first place or the last place or any place at all for that matter which i don't she told the dog who had come into her room to watch her every move with adoring eyes i don't even want to go to the damn country club tonight i'm tired sympathetically he wiggled his butt as she stormed over to the closet for shoes and beaded jacket. She didn't need to hang on to a man's arm to feel complete. She didn't need to hang on to anything, anything, anyone. Why couldn't she just crawl into bed and read a book? She wanted to eat popcorn and watch an old movie on TV until she fell asleep with the set still on. Why did she have to dress up, go out in public, and be Laura Templeton? She stopped Side because she was, Laura Templeton. That was something she couldn't forget. Laura Templeton had responsibilities. She had an image to maintain. So she told herself, as she picked up her lipstick and applied it skillfully, she would maintain it. She would get through the evening, see the right things to the right people. She would be as polite and friendly to Michael as necessary. And when the whole blasted thing was over, she would fall face down on her bed and forget it until the next time. She checked her hair. God, she needed a trim. And when was she going to fit that in? She turned for her back, and watched in mild horror as the pup went on her booty. Oh, Bonko he grinned up at her and sat in his own pee. It was only a small rebellion, Michael, but Michael didn't wear a tie. He figured that with Lord Templeton at his side, they wouldn't boot him out for wearing a black turtleneck under his jacket. He parked between the island of spring bulbs and the grand front entrance, and if he'd been wearing a tie, he would have tugged at it. Nerves! They amazed him, disgusted him, but no matter how much he wanted to deny it, he felt like some pimple-faced teenager on a first date, ignoring the sky-dusted with ice stars, the sheen of silvery moonlight, the scent of sea and flowers. He walked to the door like a man, taking his last mile on shackles. How, headed, how the hell had he let himself get talked into this? He never used the front door temples in house. As a boy, Came by. By for Josh, or came along with him. He used the side or rear. The entrance was so damn impossible. grandly tall, rescinded, and framed in tile. The knocker was a huge brass affair in the shape of a stylish tea. Over his head hung an antique carriage light. Didn't make him feel welcome. Nor did Anne Sullivan, when she opened the door to his knock. She stood, tight-lipped, in her starched black dress. You know, the first years sat lightly on her. She was a lovely woman. If you look past the jaunt, his eye, Margaret would come by her looks natural. Mr. Fury, the faint hint of Ireland in her voice might have been charming if it had been so damning. Because for reasons he couldn't name, he always wanted her approval. She put his back up. His smile was and his voice matched. Might... Mrs. Sullivan, it's been a while. It has, she returned, clearly telling him it hadn't been nearly long. You ought to come in. He accepted the grudging invitation and stepped into the soaring foray. The ivory and peacock blue tiles were the same he noted, as was the glorious ornate chandelier that sprinkled light. The place was welcoming, even if its donjier wasn't. It was full of cozy scents, rich color, warm light. I'll tell Miss Lloyd y'all here that as she turned to do so, Laura came down the wide, curving steps, though Michael would tell himself later that he was a fool. His heart stopped. <laughs> the lights caught the fussy beads of her jacket and shot collar. Beneath was a simple dress, the collar of moon dust. There were jewels at her ears, sapphires and diamonds from her face, and her swept-back hair accented. She looked so perfect, so lovely, with one ring of sand trailing along the glossy banister. She might have stepped out of the painting. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Her voice was cool, betraying none of her panic at the way those eyes of his bored into her were her fluster of having to mop up after the dog. Just got here, he said equally cool. Then some of the absurdity struck him. He, here he was, Michael Fury, holding out a hand for princess. I wasn't supposed to bring like a corsage or something, was I? She managed to smile, small smile around. It's not the problem. I into to that. You'll be careful, Miss Laura. Anna shot a warning look looked at Michael. "'And you drive responsible, boy-o. oh, is in one of your races.' "'And he, the dogs in with the girls, but... "'Don't you worry,' she just stood the door. "'Thinking philosophically that the sooner they were gone, "'the sooner she'd have her girl back. "'I'll take care of him, and then try to enjoy yourself. "'And I'll try to bring her back in one piece.' "'Michael went for the hell a bit as he opened the door. "'Say that you do!' "'Adam muttered him began to worry the moment the door closed. "'It's nice of you to drive me to the club.' she would put things on proper footing laura demanded determined to keep them there you don't have to feel obliged to entertain me once we're there he'd been planning to say pretty much the same thing himself but he resented her state at first he opened her door leaned on it who are you pissed off at laura me or the world in general i'm not angry with you or anyone. gracefully she slipped into the passenger seat of his Porsche. I'm simply explaining matters so that we get through the evening comfortably. I know you said you like mongrels. She was like I don't know what you mean. Right. He resisted barely slamming the door. The evening thought, as he rattled, was off to a flying start. <laughs> End of chapter five.